Hey, this is Spanner for the Spanner Rink Show. We're here for another exciting episode. We're going to talk a little North Dakota high school sports and should they be the emphasis of recruiting here in the, in the NCAA out west schools here in North Dakota and, uh, you know, the kind of the tale of the two schools there. So, but uh, we're ready for another one. Let's go. And here we are with the college segment. We wanted to dive into a little bit of recruiting. We want to touch on some Northern Sun. And of course, we want to touch on the rivalry between you, Mary, and Minot State, which I've known for all too well on my side, both as a student, as being able to witness it. I witnessed it in 05 when Mary made the jump, and of course, when Minot State made the jump uh, to Division II. And then, of course, you know, the addition of hockey. But uh, the way it's been, it just seems like for whatever reason, it's these two schools who are locked at the hip for a rivalry, I think as a whole, and this is probably going to get some you know people complaining about it or maybe not liking it, is these two schools, I feel like, have struggled as an institution athletically to make breakthroughs. Now, of course, you know, you give your, your soccer a little bit of props and you know, give Merkin a little bit of props there a couple times for his basketball team, and then we went to five tournaments know, though. Yeah, absolutely. Won three conference titles. Absolutely, but baseball's but, done well. But, Haven't got to the yeah, NCAA tournament. No, but they won a conference title. But it, but consistently across the board, we probably I have felt felt like we maybe haven't gotten. It. I don't know if maybe it's just you know we we look at some of their struggles on certain sports more than we look at the overall as a whole. But um, but what are your thoughts? Because like I, I just feel like. You know, both teams, you know, Mary made the jump way too early, you know, and they didn't leave left Minot State in the dock for, it seems like, another five, six years before Minot State made the jump. But the, the other problem I feel like is there's just, is it because certain sports have struggled that they panic, they try to recruit kids that whatever, or should they be taking the organic approach, let's recruit and develop Get that thing in motion so that your seniors are going to be elite and those freshmen aren't going to start right away, but you prepare for them for their junior and senior years. Because I think, you know, too, and like hockey is, you know, I don't want to overstep, but hockey, we're lucky because we've got junior hockey. So a lot of these kids who are really good high school kids, I'd always encourage them to play a year or two of junior hockey, and then they came to me. And that's where my be- biggest success with local kids. All my best local kids that I had, played at least a year or two of junior hockey before they got to come to me, and then they were able to take it. Um, great, ex- Lots of great examples that I've, I've got from my own guys. I just feel like that's maybe not happening with other sports, especially with like homegrown talent, and maybe that's evolving with our discussion. But what are your thoughts? Well, one issue, and you know, in the top Division two teams around the country are all near a metropolitan For sure. area. There's no metropolitan area. And the Minot guy, the coaches, they'll tell you there's no metropolitan area, and that's an issue because mm-hmm. now you're 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 putting all your scholarship money into faraway recruits, and all in your starting lineup, and if you're playing like a collision sport like football, if you lose a few, then you're 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 dead where you stand. Mm-hmm. My issue with you know Mary and Minot and their jump. And Mary's put a big emphasis on recruiting North Dakota kids. Mm-hmm. Is their retention, and it isn't so much the retention of starting or their best freshmen. Mm-hmm. It's the retention of role players that has really hurt them 
because it's you know then you get a revolving door of role players. Yep. And so in in, in my travels, there are players. There are good athletes in mm -hmm. rugby. There are good athletes in Castleton. There are good athletes in Carrington. There are good athletes in these towns, Garrison and Washburn mm -hmm. and Beulah and Hazen, that Grafton, clearly, right? A mm -hmm. girl foregoing her senior year. Absolutely. You know, uh, um, you know, and then obviously in the in the Class A towns, there are mm -hmm. good athletes that can play. I think if we recruited the bees, Mary and Minot, mm -hmm. and I say we because you know we're North Dakota guys, yep, right? Yep. We're rooting for yep. the schools. Yep. They recruited these 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 schools. They're better off with that kid that's it's a monumental jump from you know from region three, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, to mm -hmm. the northern sun. We all know that. So that, you know, and but getting a kid from Beulah that sticks it out to their junior year is gonna be better than having a kid you know, Absolutely. from Florida or California that leaves after their freshman year, mm -hmm. you know, uh, or keep them. But it's the role, you know. So you're, are you seeing a trend? I mean, obviously, you know, there's no secret. I mean, all sports, especially not Division One. I, I mean, we're talking some of these things that that there's there, like there's a re retention issue that you're alluding to the fact that these kids. But I mean, there's a lot of kids that don't even stick it on their first semester. I mean, kids are gone, and it is it. Is it a lack of development? Is it a lack of expectations? Well, I mean, think about you know, this. You know, if like, you're from Arizona or Florida, yep, and you're recruited and you're a role player on a tiny scholarship because the bulk of your money is with your starting lineup, mm -hmm. right? Are you gonna live in Minot, North Dakota? <laughs> yeah, that, you see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, like I that's know. a hard sell. I know. Well, you know. We, you know, I believe that there are good athletes all over North Dakota. Madden Thorson, one of the best athletes in North Dakota, he's going to Moorhead. He's leaving our state. Ugh. You know, uh, you know, that's the kind of kid we got to get. We got to get that kid, develop that kid. That kid could be a good, above the level, a slightly downhill mm -hmm. Northern Sun athlete. You know, come uh, you know junior and senior year, and, and the same goes for soccer. The same goes for basketball. The same goes for all of these sports. Mm -hmm. We, you know, uh, develop the best athletes in North Dakota because they'll stick it out. Think about this: if you recruit a kid, we're talking the role players mm -hmm. for the most part. I feel like our coaches have done a decent job with young kids that have started. Okay. Role players. Yep. Okay. You fly out to see him. How many times? Two, three. Right. Okay. Yeah. If, you know, you, you know, and maybe you were in Wichita or San Diego or Virginia, you know, whatever. I don't mm -hmm. know where all the showcases are. I, I can list them off for soccer. Yep. But I don't know the showcases for all the other. So say you fly out two or three times. Maybe, maybe you fly the kid in. Maybe not all the role players get flown flo yep. in. Let's say a third of them or half of them. It doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. Then they go to fall camp or spring training or whatever, right? So you're putting meals into them. You're putting dorm rooms into them because the school's paying for that, not the kid, mm -hmm. you know, in the extra time, right? Yep. Okay. Your season starts, right? You're putting in uh, practice reps. You're putting in individual reps outside of practice. You're putting gear on them. You're putting swag on them, okay, 
if they if they're a role player, they're probably on the bus, right? Yep. So you're you're, you're putting meals into them, hotels in them, and if they leave before they made an impact, then you're going to go through that process again, over and over and over again. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The most precious resource, most coaches say, is money or recruiting money or budget money or mm -hmm. whatever. The most precious resource is the athlete. Yeah. The athlete is the most precious resource. And you can go and do a million different levels in there, making sure their mental, you know, welfare is yep. being taken care of, the social sides taken care of, you know, the athlete sides taken care of, you know, the the the, the housing and friendship, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, all that stuff. But and that's a, that's for another discussion. I don't think that any of that's bad. Yeah. Okay. I'm just talking about we haven't been able to retain, and this is both schools, the Role players, which is big though. I mean, like I, I, I don't know how you construct a, a soccer roster, but like as a hockey one, as an example, you know, you've got twelve forwards, sixty, and a goalie essentially, and two goalies. You don't want twelve skilled players to play. You don't want six skilled defensemen. You want to have a mix. Like when you say role, I think like grit, toughness. You know. In hockey, you know, your third and fourth lines, you want grit, toughness. And that's, I mean, nine times out of ten, that's the DNA of a kid in, in North Dakota. I mean, I can't, I can tell you so many kids, you know, that we had, uh, Brett Fiddler and, and Donnie Iverson and, and Kyle Stevens, who were local guys, and even Morgan Martell, defenseman, the gritty kids that were just absolutely gritty. And that's what led to our success. Now, soccer... You obviously want skill, but do you want you want some toughness, right? You want oh, some. No, no. No? We, we gotta have you, toughness. You know, we gotta have you know. We how do you gotta develop have, uh, your some players? Tarzans and you want yes, James. Yes. Um, but it's not just that. Like, and, and and hockey's a little different, but I don't know the dynamic of first line, fourth line. Yeah. So I'm not gonna sit there. I mean, you'd have to describe that. Yep. But in soccer, like in the first half, you 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 pull a kid out, you can't re-enter. Oh really. So okay. okay, so just depending on the score, the wow. game, oh, wow. the, you know, you have two games of the weekend, one game of the weekend, you know. So your role players might every be, day, I tell you. Yeah. Later. So it's the the time they get is going to be less. Yeah. So it's hard. Let's say football, for example, you've got say so you start with three wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you're going to spread a team out with the fourth or fifth wide receiver, yep. You're not really spreading them out if the fourth and fifth wide receiver aren't good. No, that's, so they got to be pretty good. Yep. But they're not, you know, if your base lineman is, you know, uh, is three wide receivers, a tight end, and a, and a running back, so they're not out there very much, okay? For sure. If your base alignment is three wide receivers, tight end, and a running back, mm -hmm. okay, and you often spread them out, you know, your backup running back is a role player. Yep. Your fullback isn't on very often because you got the third wide receiver instead mm -hmm. of a, a fullback and a you know and a tailback, right? You know, uh, um, maybe your halfback is only getting your tailback. No one calls it a halfback anymore. Yeah, I know. Maybe your tailback is only getting half the carries because you have a uh, you know a running quarterback. Mm -hmm. So maybe uh, oftentimes you're putting the fullback in as the tailback, and yep. he, and so and, and his lead blocking you know behind yep. the tight end. For the you know for your quarterback so, or you know what you know what yeah. I'm saying like so what so you know so here t t then what's the what's the root of what is your what what do you think the root of the problem is because like like you talk about development like here's a perfect example our, our Montana State kid that drafted into the NFL started off as a wide receiver all of a sudden revolves to tight end to 
offensive line and, and goes. Best example, I think, in my history at Minus State uh, Dreams of Athletics was Tyler Rudolph. So I got a call from Matt Merkin at like 4 o'clock on a Friday, and nobody was in the office, and he's like, Hi, um, I got a, a kid coming in from Bismarck. Is there anybody around tomorrow on a Saturday? I know it's, I know it's tough. And I was like, Yeah, I'll show up. I'll be here. He's like, Oh, great. Could you give him a tour and show him around? Absolutely, I will. And so... Just me, Tyler, and his dad. We went and walked around, blah, 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 did a little thing and everything. I mean, I'm, Matt, Matt can't say that this is a surefire, going to be the best player, basketball player to ever play at Minot State. No, he's like, he's a good player, and he needs a lot of work, and he did it the right way, and it was like his sophomore year, it started to click, junior year, dominant. And, I mean, so, so, so I, I was we're, coaching we're, during yeah, those years, yeah. and we walked out of our team room, out into the gym, and I pointed out Tyler Rudolph working. Oh, he's always there. Okay. Always there. And then we did it again and again and again. And I told my team, I was like, this is what it takes. I told, you know, and he was a good example. There. And our team was super talented. We were super good. We were For in the sure. NCAA tournament. But after I did that, they started doing uh, personal running and personal workouts, you know, away from the coaches. We went undefeated the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but... But, this but, but, is my. Yeah, I'm just gonna yep. give you my my solution here. I I believe not all. I mean, it doesn't mean all your role players. You don't have to intervene. You know, whatever. Yep. I believe that Minot and Mary and Valley City and you know, they're the, for the most part those smaller mm-hmm. universities are recruiting North Dakota kids. They should have a base of local kids, so they can that, that can progress, even if they only dominate or do well their senior year. They need they need older kids. They need leaders. They need kids that understand North Dakota. You know, uh, uh, they need kids that take kids from out of state home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest things. I always kept the Minot kids on my team. I played the Minot kids. You know, uh, we had Bismarck kids on our team. And they took our kids home for Thanksgiving. They took our kids home for Easter. It's a big part of the student-athlete yeah. experience. And the, the North Dakota kids will stick it out. The, so how do, so here, how do you, I mean, you're absolutely, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, things are obviously a little different for you and I when you're going for it every year, you know, as opposed to rebuilding. And I've, I've been a part of rebuilds and I've witnessed rebuilds. But when you're going for it, it's a little bit different. But I know that, for me, in my, and I think it feels like in all sports, when you get to like tournament time, conference tournament, NCAA tournament, your best players are almost always going to be seniors. It's just something about that extra juice, last kick at the can, uh, you know, probably the best senior. Well, they, they don't fear yep. anymore. They're not fear nope. about getting hurt nope. anymore. Uh, you know, and our saw, I saw kids diving in, diving for headers, because there's only a few games mm-hmm. left. And they, and, and they won an extra game. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talked about it, you know. Bonus games. Yeah. We want bonus games, bonus games, you know. So beginning of the season, you know, you get 18 games or whatever. Like, uh, seniors, you got 18 games left in your career. Juniors, you got 36 games left in your career. How hard are you going to play? You know, you got sophomores, you got 54 games left in your career. And then the girls are like, no, 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 bonus games, bonus games. Or do we have them? Right now, we don't have them. Mm-hmm. We're going to win some games and we start yep. clinching those bonus games. So. You know, uh, and then every time you, you get into the playoffs, now you, you want another bonus game? Yeah. You know, and who's going to show up? Seniors show up. I, and, you know, ironically enough, one of the best senior performances that I, I've ever been a part of 
married a soccer girl of yours, uh, Mr. Dan Lamb, and uh, he was absolutely... Mariana Dan, yeah. first yeah. All-American for Minot yeah. State Soccer. Tournament, MV, tournament MVP at our National 2013 chat. He was possessed. It was unbelievable. He was just like a, like a, I don't know how you describe it, but just laser-focused and like was just unbelievable. It was relentless and for whatever reason just... Had never got tired. I mean, he was not even a gym rat of any court. But that whole tournament, you could have double shifted him and kept him on the ice for like 50 minutes and he wouldn't have got tired. But it was just something about his senior year, last kick at the can. This was just going to, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, get through it. For us, our problem was getting through the quarterfinals. We could never get through the quarterfinals. And all of a sudden, we got through the quarterfinals that year and he just, it was tournament MVP, just goal after goal and just shift after shift. And, um, but, but funny story. Check this out. So Mariana's senior year was during the transition year. So okay. So we went to, I, I, we created this transition tournament. Did you guys actually play an NAI schedule at all, or did you, or you I always played, in I was, well, we were, the 2010, we made the NAI tournament. We played almost an all-Northern Sun schedule. Okay. I played everyone on their bye. Okay. And then, because uh, it was odd before, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, well, the travel partner weekend or mm-hmm. whatever, um, but the transition year, we had a tournament with all the schools in transition for D2. Okay. During like the postseason, yep. right? And uh, Mariana pulled her hamstring Oof. or quad, one of the two, or glute, one of the three, right? Yep. No, nothing. Yeah. Yep. And we were in the championship game, and uh, the trainer ruled her out. I'm like, seriously, dude. Because <laughs> you've seen her here. <laughs> yeah. It's not an injured knee. No. Gonna, and uh, she's crying. And I said, you're going to play. And uh, so I called the school. And they, you know, whatever. What, anyway, well, she played, right? We were losing 1-0. And, uh, and she headed in two goals. She played center back. But she headed in. And she headed in the game-winning goal. <laughs> no way. You know, and it was just like my last game. Yep. And, uh, you know. Unbelievable, and I'm sure it didn't wreck her life. <laughs> I know, absolutely not. But no, so to go back to what you said, so what? I mean, you know, you're a coach. I mean, you bring in, you bring in, hire any coach for any sport. You know, they they do things their way, right? You know, they come from a certain area. Um, you know, there's no secret for me. It's not like I was, you know, biased towards only Canadians, but I was very familiar of where to get the Canadians. You know, which leagues, what areas. You know, I love Saskatchewan, Manitoba kids just because of they were skilled and they were blue collar, lunch pail type, you know, athletes, you know, those type of things, uh, which mashed well with my North Dakota kids. It's almost like you could think that those kids grew up in the same neighborhood. But how do you change that culture to when a guy gets hired or girl gets hired to a position, a coach, and you honestly look at, at their history of being not good, you know, and we can, I don't, we don't have to call it certain sports, but there's a few sports in Manitoba that have absolutely struggled since the inception of Northern Sun, which we can have a whole nother show on the debate on the jump to Division Two as a whole, which, you know, whatever the pros and cons. But how do you, is that going to come from AD's got to legislate that through? Or is that something where, how do you enforce what you're saying? Because I completely agree with you. I mean, especially if you're in a sport that is perpetually struggling, losing, whatever, what else do you have to lose? Well, you know, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? There's a couple levels of that. Number one, I want you to think about this. I've been all over pretty much every town in North Dakota. For sure. There are some towns where the kids love playing for their community. Rugby. For sure. Carrington, Hazen, Beulah, Mm -hmm. Kindred. That was another one. I mean, playing 
for Kindred or playing for like rugby is unbelievable. They have so much talent for like Carrington has so much talent. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that it's it's. We can see it, it from me- the TikToks, by the way. What's that? We can see it from the TikToks when you're in those gyms. Yeah, you know, it's, just, it's, it's where you go on a Friday. Delva, you know, know what I mean? Like out. these towns, Botno, they love their community. Mm-hmm. We need some of that to to spill into the the, the out of town kids that mm-hmm. are playing for Minot State, playing for you, Mary, playing for Valley City, Jamestown means something to them. And yeah. you, North Dakota people are just different. So yeah, if are. you hire a coach from out of town. They need to understand that, that you know, North Dakota, it, you know, that they believe in the, it takes a village, mm-hmm. you know, to, to raise and everyone's part of the village. You know, uh, it means something that to love our, you know, yep. love our state. And uh, I think that, you know, having those kids, but I'll tell you this, you should not spend a penny unless it translates to wins, student athlete experience or student athlete you know, mental welfare. Yeah. Those are the only three things. Where the money should go. Where the money should go. If you can't equate, you know, and and I'm not saying don't buy them swag. I mean, a hoodie fits mm-hmm. into those equations. If you don't give them anything, they're not going to, you know, you know people aren't yep. going to come. Your locker room is part of that. It does matter. Yeah, Your locker it does. room should be nice. It should be clean. And then, you know, you, you know. Something you should, to be pride, to, you know, you want to go yeah, into that. You know. Create some pride. I yep. mean, there's a lot of stuff. Recruiting, obviously, would translate to wins, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the things that uh, should be tracked. But we should also track where you're recruiting, who you're recruiting, and are you actually getting those players? You know, uh, and where are the players going? Are they going to Mayville, mm-hmm. Mankato? You know, uh, I mean, and that's what, you know, that's what they should be looking for. But my, my, my honest opinion is we don't have a metropolitan area, and that's not going to change in the next mm-hmm. 100 years, right? Yep. Not going to happen. There is no metropolitan area for your, like, base role players that are just going to come to that school because it's close. Mm-hmm. We, but we have North Dakota as a whole. All of the Class Bs, Absolutely. all of the Class As, but all the and, and and we agreed. need to develop those kids. But you you think you would think for like Minot and Mary, there should be absolutely no reason for any way that a Class B kid would go to another Northern Sun school. As it happens, it does. A perfect example: uh, there was a fullback, tight end kid from Botno that I knew. The bus drivers, I knew his dad. It was a bus driver for us. Would drive a couple of these trips, and his son played at Bemidji. And was a backup for his first two years, and his red shirt and backup, and then his sophomore year, he was basically a, a starting special teams guy. And then his junior and senior year was a big time player. And Bemidji, this was probably five, six years ago, had some really good football teams. They were yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, they did. And came from Botno, and I was like, wow, you know, Bemidji, like that's you know remarkable. And I said, ah, oh, you know, like I, I'm coaching minus state. I'm on the bus talking to his dad, and I was like. Ah, you know, the minor state just didn't offer enough money. He goes, didn't even make a phone call. And Mary didn't even make a phone call. He said that it was like it was literally uh, the NAI school, so it was like Jamestown Valley City, and Bemidji was the only D two school to give him a call, and they were all in, you know. And it's like, okay, we're going. I'm like, how does that fall? Like, how does that happen? You know, like it, it just like it, there was a kid from Valva that went to Moorhead for football last year. Was 
is it this year, Salzer, Salzer, so whatever, we're going to like Mortem, like, we just talked about another one that's Matt going. Thorson, yeah. yeah. But hey, look. How do we I mean, get, there's some Powers Lake know, guys and stuff, yeah. and there's guys on the, yeah. uh, the there's guys on the. But we should State win those team. out. We should win on those ones, right? Yeah. I mean, but, so and, and Mary's Mary's made a push for North Dakota kids. Uh, they go 500 this year, and their football team is like their best season they've had in like yeah. 10 years. They've had a decent run. I mean, you know, the basketball they, team lost the Final Four. I mean, Jack Nelson and them. I mean, so you got to think something's right. But man, I tell you, you Mary is is holy buckets. You talk about an investment. Holy crap. They're, they're all-time high enrollment. First of all, their student enrollment numbers are sky high, which is a huge indicator. Now you got more people to get these kids to, to go to the gyms and try to build that culture. Uh, but, man, they're going through a massive, I don't know if it needed or not, but they're spending a lot of money on facilities across the board. Everything's getting poured in cash. Got ca- I mean, it's just kind of... But it, it, it feels, but Minot's already done that. No, for sure. Minot has some of the nicest yes, facilities for in the sure. Dome, so. But it, but the problem though is, is that like in basketball, do you think that the, the dome, in some respects, is a detriment? We used to play at the all seasons. We average a thousand fans a night. You play in a forty-five hundred seat arena, it looks empty. You move to the Pepsi rink, a thousand fans looks pretty full. Does the dome hurt a little bit? Should they be doing more? You know. You can I think sit they in certain sections. The yeah, yeah, absolutely. They curtain do that in a lot the of rings. Curtain off the upper deck, you know, they like do. they do for wrestling. Yep. You know, uh, I think would help. Um, but you know, you know what I mean. But in terms of that stuff, it's just, I just feel like uh, it's it's something's gonna have to give here, right? I mean, you think about across the board a, a culture shift. I mean, well, they got what, a new AD coming, and I, I hope that they have a focus on yes. North Dakota kids. Yes. I also think there should be a focus on the, uh, you know, the reservation high schools. I, I, there's a lot of pride in their yep. athletes. Um, they have their athletes are, you know, athletic. Do you um, think they get overlooked? I think I mean, that, culturally I, I, overlooked. No, I do. Know? I think they do. I, um, you know, and I think that. Uh, and you're seeing them at all these events. I mean, you're seeing them at track meets and crap. I mean, you I, think I, it's Newtown's got good runners. You know, obviously Four Winds has great basketball players. You know, where's Azura Rainbow going? Maybe maybe next week we should have her on the show. There we go. That'd you know what I mean? Where is she going? Because she could absolutely play underneath. But you can't tell me that you know some of these larger sports where they do have lots lots of roster spots, and it's not like everybody's going to get a scholarship. And I think there has to be a a level of expectations. It's not like some of these kids are just you know they're getting a full boat to go to NDSU. It's like no, there there are some kids that you need to build that culture because. I would think for you and your program and your success, you know, of course you've got your athletes that are, you know, your whatever you want to call them, starters, your studs or whatever, and those ones getting money. But you still have to have walk-ons. You have to have people that are not getting scholarship that you've been able to get good ones, good ones to fill in there, like that are going to be. Like NDSU, same thing. Not every football player at NDSU is on a scholarship right now. But, man, their depth's unbelievable. And they do have those kids that want to go to that school and play. And, and UND's now experiencing, too. You know, they, they've had some success. And now they know where the bar is new moving into the new conference. But, one thing I did, but, you one know, thing I did was uh, our practices were long. But we'd roll I'm our... i glad I wasn't one of your athletes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd roll our A's out. Yep. And they would leave early. Our B's would come in a little later. And then mm-hmm. the C's would come in a but what we did was we tried to give the kid who was the, the third line the same reps as the first line. Okay. And I think that helps with retention. Development, too. I mean, they, they have a chance to show. And then when they're, you know, when someone gets hurt and you have to plug someone in, they have the same amount of reps. And it matters. 
Absolutely. Would you have the same length of practices all the way to the bitter end of the season? Or do you shorten them up no, a little bit? No, the end of the year it would go. I mean, it would shorten for everybody, though. Yeah. We don't want anyone tired. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, I mean, it didn't cost the athletes anything. The no. coaches are the ones that are, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. The athletes are there for a short amount of time, and, and it's all overlap, so you get 11 Would you 11. just be absolutely just running them into the trenches? Or do you, like, uh, you know, your practice style is, like, uh, military? Or are you, like, you know, incorporate some scrimmage or we call them small area games where you're still battling we like to battle a lot or what how do you, i how do like you... battling all the time Absolutely. but i mean from small to large groups yeah i do believe in playing 11 v 11 almost every day um but i i like to use live situations for sure so like what do you do if the ball you know ends up here what do you do if the ball and Situational i would just knock awareness. a ball knock a ball knock yep. a ball knock a ball Situational and then we play and you just watch Everyone move, you know, and then you can film it and you can tell people, like... Would you kill it? You know, mid-drill if things are out of place oh, yeah. or anything? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's... It, it, but, uh, you know, it, it, clearly, though, it, it worked, right? It absolutely worked. I mean, it's just one of those things that... That's the recipes of success. And I just feel like they're... Do you think that the coaches just need to be patient or they need to, you know, check their egos and say, okay, I'm... You know, I, I've uh, recruited athletes from, uh, you know some of these bigger states, you know, in the South, that I, I these kids here in North Dakota aren't good enough. Is it ego thing? Is it patience? I think all the coaches you know? are trying to win. I'm just saying that I think that, no, that, of course that a not. North no, Dakota yeah, yeah. kid for four years is better than a kid from out of state for one year. Yeah. I'm only talking role players. I do believe, and, and think about it, Mary about four years ago put an emphasis on North Dakota kids, and they had their best football and basketball seasons since they've gone yeah, Division yeah, Two, You know, uh, and they've done a, a good job of it. Mm-hmm. Minot needs to take that 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 mindset. Um, so you think that'll be one of the biggest challenges for the new AD, whoever it is in Minot State, that they're going to have to put it And we can't just not recruit the east side. Yeah. Minot State is, and their facilities, and Mary are... Nice. Mm-hmm. They are. I think if once you get to kind of Carrington, I don't know that they know. Oh, nice there. I think they think Minot State's a little tiny school like mm-hmm. Mayville or Valley City. You know, uh, and I, I think that, you know, uh, they need to get to the east side. And uh, You know, and I, look, I drove Washburn, Wilton, Shiloh, Valley City, Fargo, Grand Forks, Minto, Langford, Can-Do, Rugby in one weekend. You know, I mean, it's doable. You can do it. Yep. You know, uh, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I, some of my best friends here in North Dakota were former student-athletes and their boosters now, like Jerry yep. Obenauer, Jason Obenauer, yep. Yep. Hazen guys. You know what I mean? And they're I, giving back to their community in Hazen. Absolutely. They give back to Minot State. Do they, they you know, uh, these are the kinds of people. Absolutely, they are. That need to be uh, focused on. Well, and that, that's all. I mean, that's all I hung out with in college. I mean, those guys are a lot. of These guys are here. Guys that are like working at banks and they're working at businesses, oil field guys. I mean, it's crazy. It's just it's one of those things where I mean, geez, even in our agency, we just hired Brian Erickson to play to Minot State in the early two thousands. You know, agent with us. You know, like it's well, there's a lot of these guys that will gravitate, and that's what you want. Like you talk about, like like you talk about, like uh, the small towns and how they come together. The same mentality at at, at a macro scale, uh, scale and being able to do that because 
if you've got guys that are, you know, went to minus state, prideful, become business owners, become boosters, it just cycles in more money. And then, of course, the biggest thing is, is that your biggest recruiting tool is now these guys are old enough, their kids are good. You know, and you want to have, you. there's absolutely no way that, that like, was it Gabby Bull? Like, it was an absolute stud at Bishop Ryan goes to Mary. Like, my, I mean, that, that just feels like it's, and, and I think, I don't know how that went down, but I'm like, oh my God, like what a, what a, what a deal that is to get an absolute stud. What a feather in Mary's know? cap yeah. for working yeah. hard on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, and, and think about this. Think about this when we're talking recruiting class Bs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here in North Dakota. Zach Hendrickson, region player of the year for football, region player of the year for basketball, district MVP, and he's about probably shortly going to be named region player of the year in golf. And he doesn't have offers for Mary or Minot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, these are the kind of kids that, you know, know, he's not going to be the 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 end all end all. You don't know M- that though. MVP of the Northern Sun. You maybe, don't know maybe that. Not. Maybe maybe not. I mean, you know, we're just looking at size. Talk with Tyler Rudolph. But, you know, hey, it happened. So yeah, six foot five. Yeah. But uh, you know, but are these the kind of kids that fit this mold of what we're talking about? Region Player yep. of the Year, three sports. Yep. You know, uh, so. But do you think it? Uh, but here's the other thing too: is it becomes a snowball effect, right? So you get him. You develop him, has a average to above average career at minus state, but lo and behold, three years behind him is another kid that ends up being a much better athlete, but came from the same region, same school, all of a sudden looks and says, hmm, minus state makes a call. You know, Hendrickson had a great experience there. Maybe or I should Mary. actually, you know, marry or whatever. You don't think about this with Hendrickson, though. Maybe he's never all conference, Right. But maybe get you through tournament games come senior year, like you were talking yeah. about. Maybe he goes yeah. Daniel Lamb on yes. everybody. You yes. know what I mean? Absolutely. So no, I think that's a big part of it. And I, I want to hear what people want to say about it too. You know what? I think this is a pretty pretty touchy, quiet subject that not a whole lot of people talk about. They they talk about it in maybe the coffee shops, but that's it. It doesn't get outside. I think it should be public. I wanna I wanna know what see people's thoughts are, you know, in terms of that stuff. So be good to hear. Well, uh, you know, there. You, uh, this is what you have. Uh, this is our uh, high school slash kind of college segment. Uh, I've been around the state. I love North Dakota high school athletics. We put our time into it. Yep. You know, I'd like to hear what the people say too. I oh get yeah, they, let us know. But I believe that the two Division two schools in North Dakota, there are diamonds out there in Class A and Class B that aren't being seen, and I think those are the guys. That you know, that 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 brace these rosters up, and you know, uh, to get uh, Mary yep. Mine on a you know to the Agreed. next level. And then Jack Nelson has done it. Yep, absolutely. And, you know the you know Merck's the Merkin's best player mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. you know North Dakota kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know the top, the all time leading scorer for women's soccer was Minot kid. Yeah, Sophia Lewis. Um, I, I do believe these North Dakota kids get us get us uh, to the next level out here in the West. Another great episode. Took a big dive into some recruiting, some local athletes, specific, particularly with you, Mary, and mine at State. Great chat with Spainer. We definitely want to hear your opinions on that. 
you know what? We got some uh, state track. We got a golf in there too as well. And you know Spainer going to be falling all over. Make sure you check him out on TikTok. You know where to find us on all the platforms. Another great episode here on the Spainer Rigs podcast brought to you by the Dakotan.